0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio. Um, we're going to start with um, me and Rich talking about the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Um, uh, I'll, you know, Rich is the diehard Lakers fan, diehard Kobe fan, so I think it's appropriate that um, he starts.
1: Man, um, just. I've I've never had a death affect me like this. I've been fortunate enough to not have a lot of death surround me, uh, family-wise and if it, if it was, there was someone like my grandfather who got to be 75 years old. It was my great grandmother who was an 84-year-old woman and aside from that I've, I've luckily been you know, kind of shielded from, you know, that kind of stuff but, um, Kobe Bryant was a hero of mine and I've been like ever since the slam dunk contest in 1997 I've been hardcore on this you know Kobe Bryant like Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant before I was even a Laker fan which would you know come two years later when they got swept by the Spurs Um, I always rooted for Kobe because it felt like as I was a, a young kid, I saw a young kid going into to the league. I was like seven or eight years old. I'm like, yo, he's young, I'm young, you know, whatever. And I, I love, you know, his tenacity, love, you know, just everything about him. And, it, you know, see him blossom into an all-star when his coach was hating on him and coming off the bench. And, um, you know, everything that he did as far as his work ethic and the mama mentality and, uh I rooted for this guy because it was like I felt like um, we had to kind of protect him and it was a sense of we had to protect him from you know people that were like you'll never be Michael Jordan you know and then you know he finally eventually climbs the mountain like you're, you're, you'll are you never be better than you'll never win a title by yourself you know you'll never win without Shaq you're, you're, you're this number two guy you're this secondary dude and then when he you know Rises up the mountain, and you know, he goes through the situation uh, in Colorado, and um, he's, you know, best player in the league status. And then, you know, LeBron comes along, and it's like, I felt like, you know, and a lot of people that were fans of Kobe, like, it was like, okay, now you're, it it was like they were trying to erase him and just throw him out the way. And um, I rooted for him harder and rooted for him to not only win, but to stick it to people, but to, he was just—he just had that much of a grip on, not only like Laker fans everywhere, the city of Los Angeles. I lived in uh, California for you know a year and a half span of my life, and his death is just—I I can imagine what it's doing to that region of the country right now. Uh, Ice Cube was was on and saying, you know, the power that that Kobe and the Lakers have is like it, it makes the games come together out there. And, I was sleeping yesterday. Um, I've been a little under the weather. Um, and I rolled over and saw the thing on Twitter was Ebro from Hot 97 sending out the TMZ link Kobe Bryant dead at age 41. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, hell no, this ain't right. This is bullshit. And I sent, you know, it over to my group chat with. You know all my closest homeboys and everyone knows that you know i'm just the biggest kobe fan like i tell you all his stats tell you everything you want to know about him and uh and it's it's almost like he kind of is getting the love right now that you know i feel like that everyone that was like the hardcore kobe fans how we all saw him is how the world is like getting that story now that he's no longer with us and I, I kind of lost my, my 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 frame of reference, but um, just to see him play twenty years and you know be the man in that in that city and you know do everything and inspire us all like and you know see him take that you know people like trying to erase his legacy all the stuff you know the 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 bad stuff that, that's, you know, the way people have treated him ever since, you know, he tore his Achilles and then he was never the same and just the airbrushing of, of what he was, but I feel like through all that, the players that he influences, you can see it all now. Everybody's a Kobe guy. And Kobe was more than a basketball player for me. He was a hero. He was an idol. He was someone to look up to. He was the premier athlete of my life. And after 2016, I've never had quite the same love for watching NBA uh, basketball as I did before that. Um, when he scored 60, I cried because I, you know, knew it was over. It was it was, it was done. And I just hope people would remember him, how I saw him. But seeing, you know, him die yesterday, like, you never expect that, man. Like, it's... It's just like I i, I Oh, so my homeboys, I start screaming and crying. And yesterday I spent the day like crying on and off. Uh for two or three hours at a time. I cried for like fifteen minutes, I sit and chill for a little bit, then I'd watch more videos and originally I was like i'm not gonna like you know essentially grief pour myself to death, but I couldn't fall asleep to like three a m yesterday mind you I've been sick, so I've been feeling horrible too and I watched every like reaction uh, I was watching red playoff games yesterday I was watching uh game <sighs> I was watching game four of the two thousand and one western conference semifinals I was watching game four of the two thousand nBA finals. Was watching Game One of the two thousand two Western Conference, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, Game One two thousand two Western Conference semifinals, or excuse me, Western Conference Finals. Watched Game Five of, um, of the two thousand ten NBA Finals, and they lost that game. But I remember Kobe just going so all the time out there. Is that
0: the, is that the third quarter game?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 It, I just wanted to start picking off little moments that, like, you know, that, the average sports fan reel off Game 7 is a big game. You know, him and Shaq come together to beat the, beat. Uh, you know, the Blazers, the, Blazers. the alley-oop, uh, yeah. you know, different stuff like that. But They were down, what, 20 at half? Or in the third they quarter? Were, they were down 19 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. But I watched so much Kobe, like, you know, on K-Cal 9, when I lived in California, Chick Hearn. And it was like I knew about these other games. And that's where I you know just formed my my love for for Kobe Bryant. It was and there was never gonna be another athlete like him. And there never will be. But I uh, and I I've rolled for him hard for all these years. I don't see how that's gonna stop now. <laughs> it may make it may get worse than ever, but um like I don't know. I feel like I feel like the world finally understands why we love this guy so much.
0: Yeah. So I'm trying to think of my first memories of Kobe. It's probably dunk contest. Um. No, I'll take that back. You first hear about this kid. He's a guard. Coming out of high school. I think he's like the first guard to ever come out of high school. And, uh... you're like, okay. There's somebody that's... There to take the mantle or the throne or whatever. You know, you hear... All the people: Grant Hill, Harold Miner, Vince Carter, what have you? Jerry Stackhouse. And uh, at the time, I'm a kid. I'm I'm nine, eight, and uh, you see the promise in somebody. And you see them rise. Fuck. And you see them take on this challenge that's just like fucking insurmountable. And he like reaches expectations. And like. He becomes this young sensational talent in. Like, he succeeds early on, and he's so advanced for his age, and you, you know, for your limited scope of uh, a frame of reference, because, cause you know, what you've seen in your age, he's the best you ever seen at these benchmarks of 19, 20, 21, you know, and then, like, 20 and 21, he's winning the finals, and... He's kicking like he's kicking all kinds of ass. Like Rich mentioned, uh, game for the West Conference Finals in two thousand one. Like the Spurs won. I, they were like they were the they were you know they were defending they were champions two years ago. They come out there and they sweep them. They kicked their ass. And like one of my first young Kobe moments is like remembering him like closing out that game and he's like shooting
1: from thirty five. He's like shooting from like nearly thirty five feet. Um, from, he's throwing it down on Duncan and Robinson with the left hand. Right. He, he's abusing any guard they put in front of him. Um <clears throat> and it's in the Alamo Dome. So it's right. like this arena that doesn't exist anymore, essentially, for basketball. And I was I was watching those those games and it was just like it put me right back to watching it.
0: Yeah, and I and it's like one of those moments where like You go you go from there and you go through, you know, the success and then you go through you know that rise, and then you see, you know, things don't work out, and then like, then you, you know, then there's as you go as you go older with the figure or whatever else. In that figure's not, you know, you bought into all the hype, and then like, it's some of it is like you realize that you bought into the hype, and like this person's actually a person, and they have flaws, and um. And you start to recognize that stuff as you grow, and then like, but you spend so much time with, um, this figure that like you identify with it, and it's not like you don't see you know some of some of the things that happen like interpersonally or whatever else with this person. Of is is this perfect? Is this person perfect? No, but this person is inspirational. This is something that that is a motivator in your life. Like, I turned 32 in November and You know, it's a, it's a typical thing in life. And like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? What do you want to do to be happy for the rest of your life? And so many people, you know, go through life never figuring that out. And to see some 17-year-old, 16-year-old knows what he wants, goes through all of it, all the heartache, all of the success, all of the ups, the downs, the... Being the hero, being the villain, being, you know, to go through all that and then come out on the other end and he won. Like, he's one of the greatest winners in the history of this, you know, for the most part, worldwide sport with all... You know, anyone has almost a, a, a level of uh, access to this sport, and him to rise and become like one of the, you know, five greatest basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Like that's what he rose from from just being this 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 fucking kid. Hey, this shit hurts, man. <laughs> and then it, like i spent 20 years watching this fucking guy and like <sighs> 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 like i've never like outside of lebron i've never watched anybody else play much as much basketball as him and like I remember all these tons of places, and we, you know we talk about it like I remember January. I remember uh, 2006, just that year. Is just he's on this shitty team, and like he has a little bit of help, but the team's not good, and he's just like fucking carrying <clears throat> his team, and he just like puts all the shit of like how shitty la- the year before was on his back, and. Like he just goes in straight gunner mode, and it's like some shit I've never seen before. Like I mean, James Harden's doing that shit now, but like he Kobe's out here getting buckets. This is the era when like you are not thirteen three point shots getting taken in a game or whatever whatever Harden's doing right now. But it's like you see this dude go out here and like average forty for a month. You know, like average fifty for like I don't even know what the game streak was
1: for fifty, like f- like over f- uh, four games in a row over fifty.
0: Yeah. Like he scores sixty two on the fucking NBA on the fucking NBA finalists in three quarters, he scores eighty one points. Like I remember waking up, turning on Sports Center before I go. You know, before I got myself ready to go to high school, and like just being just like have, just being completely shocked and and all that. Like to see eighty one and to see the highlight reel of just. All the points you score and it's an NBA game and it's like I never thought I'd see anyone score anyone points in the game or hear about it. Like I you know, and I remember like this is a point where like not everybody had cell phones at the time. I was fortunate enough to have one at the time. I had I had my cousin Alex literally call me before I was walking into my first period class and say and call me. And I knew what he was calling me for. He was like, yo, Kobe Bryant scored fucking 81 points. I picked the phone and said, yes, I know. Kobe scored 80 points. And then we just, were just like in awe on the phone. And then I just, you know, got the phone with him and went into class. It's just, I just can't believe this dude is gone. Like.
1: Just never coming back.
0: We were supposed to see this dude every February at All-Star. Like, rate the dunk contest. Like, it's just, it's, you know, you're supposed to fill the role of, like, you're supposed to see him every all-star, every NBA finals in, you know, courtside and you are supposed to see him, you know, with his daughters and his family and they age and like life is beautiful. Like all the work's been done and
1: like, to see Jerry West and or the, the idea of like Jerry West was eulogizing him on national TV and magic Johnson. I somehow got a live feed of, CBS in LA and Magic Johnson <clears throat> was on he was talking to I don't know the anchor person and he was like he said I wasn't supposed to be talking about Kobe right Kobe Kobe was supposed to be talking about me right like the idea of
0: Jerry West and, and Kareem and yeah, okay. Magic Johnson and, and Shaq like at a funeral and, and Bill Russell at a funeral burying forty one year old Kobe Bryant it's like Like that's fucking devastating to me. Like this one's supposed to happen and like people talk about how they grieve and everything. And I'm a person to myself like I'm a lone griever. Um like I like to, you know, compartmentalize, do whatever needs to be handled when when or whatever else, and then like handle my own vulnerability on my own. Like, is that healthy? I don't, I don't know, and quite frankly, I don't care. But just like to to get a message, and then like. Get to get a vague message from somebody, and then like to go to Twitter and then see this and just like yell out what? Like, I'm I'm still in part incredulous. I just can't believe that this happened. Like, this ain't supposed to happen to some super rich dude or some. You know, it's just
1: every time I see like the words like death of Kobe Bryant or Kobe Bryant dies at 41 across a ticker or anything like that, it's just like hold on. It just brings me back to two Eastern standard time. I think that's when I saw it. Um, he's not here. <clears throat> he's my favorite athlete. He's, um, you know, you guys have heard me always refer to the Kobe system going over the top. Shoot the big shot. All this stuff is like, like um, I remember just to use Kobe Bryant in the video games. It only used Kobe. Um, I remember just a lot of the playoff wars in the Western Conference, the toughest conference, modern conference you'll ever like get through. Having to go to the finals injured with broken hands, or excuse me, broken fingers uh, on the shooting hands that he's not getting operated on because then we had to miss time uh, to his knees breaking down to his body just fighting through shoulder injuries just fighting through and rising past like these challenges in in the West like you know the Rockets and um, the Spurs (sighs) Kings (sighs) just
0: uh, just, 2010 when he finally got his revenge on the Suns
1: yep and and I'll never forget um, back in 2006 um, when when Kobe wouldn't shoot I was just confused one at the end of seven yeah that was the end of seven we were up three one in the series i'm sure we gonna beat these dudes and um i don't know what happens that game but it just like um you know it's crazy and then I've, i've listened to sports commentators for years like you know some of them prop them up others you know tear them down um it's always been kind of kinda of rough to listen to like Bill Simmons like just like shit on him every chance he got. But I was a huge fan of Bill Simmons, but um I always like, you know, felt like one day they'll they'll get it one day, you know, and hopefully they do now. But it's like the two thousand nine, two thousand ten teams, like for me, like they they almost mean even more. Um, the Nicole and Shaq teams for me. And it was almost like no one can say you're not the leader now. No one can take these away from you. No one can, you know, say you didn't, you beat four guys that are going to go, possibly go, you, you beat God. Well, yeah, you beat four, a team of four All Stars in the lineup. You, you did it. You beat the Celtics, which and you got your revenge on every single team. You represented the country uh, when Team USA was, you know, losing and, and and not figuring it out. The the guy once they brought him in, once they brought Kobe in, two thousand eight, gold medal game, all the best players on in the world all together, LeBron, Olympic Mellow, Wade, Baldhead, Jason Kidd, Darren Williams, Chris Paul, Dwight Howard. Carlos Boozer, all those guys. Bosh. Bosh. When the game was tight, they all looked at Kobe. And one of of the few times I've, you know, I'm not really patriotic about much, right? But USA basketball has always been uh, one thing for me. And then, you know, 2012, you know, he's an elder statesman and It's rough, man. Like,
0: yeah. Just to just to take off from there, it's just like the thing for Kobe for me is just like always, just the motivation to go, go. You got a direction, you got a path, or find it, go straight through it, attack it, and. You know, we were kids and, you know, we always heard about the legendary Jordan stuff of how hard he worked and what he put into the game to get what he got out of it. And for that kid we talked about to, you know, throw himself that hard into his dreams and it paid off in that way. In, he reaches that point to where like you know he gets back to the mountaintop by himself not with help or not with a while being the best player on a team and that means something um in and especially after you know the Shaq thing blew up in, you know that 2006 year and so spectacular. 2007 year, you know he's on a similar path and you kind of see like that second, um, that second half in Game Seven where he basically is like, I can't with this fucking team. Like I can I can try all I want to, my will will not yep. overcome what the holes we have on this team. And then the next year, for like Andrew Bynum to come through, and then like the Casal trade to happen, and um, to see Kobe like get a second chance at being you know as great as he was while he still had the time before the time ran out for he's you know 31 and the knees are gone, and you know, he's still at the he's at tell his prime, and for him to go through the west and the climb through there to get to the finals they lose that's fine whatever um bynum got hurt and then next you know then to take that into the those olympics that you were talking about the olympics and you know you have lebron that just you know is ascending and then wade who's on a war path to try to prove that he's you know to try to prove his place in the league after you know the couple injury years and for them to all come go to Beijing and like in a way Kobe is like that dude of the the drive and you go to the gym at five Kobe's already got up 100 shots like to have that kind of freakish determination to be the best or to be the be- very best he can be, whatever that, you know, what that means. He's the best, whatever. I don't know, but for them to come out of that Olympic, that time together in like for him to delay, you know, to lay that and hand that down to the next generation in that spring. And that propels LeBron to, um, where he goes in 2009 and 2010 and the rest of his career to realize like, Oh, that's how hard I have to work. For Dwayne Wade to go, oh, that's how hard I had to work. Like he made the dudes that looked up to him better in a way that like you can't say that for a lot of regardless of how great or um transcendent the talent is, like, he was so influential in that and like he made the league better just off of off the strength of that alone and he should not be forgotten for that. And it's so crazy that like now where we are now like lebron is now that guy lebron is now like the crazy warpath
1: guy and he got the blueprint from kobe it's crazy how this is all kind of worked out yeah um
0: and like you know to take it further it's just like
1: it's almost like now the, the, LeBron, LeBron LeBron has, oh, it's
0: like the thing just like what takes on is like the 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 site or the 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 drive just turns into what is now like yeah. mama mentality like it's now become iconic and legendary in a way like we have a name for it. We didn't really have a name for it with you know when we talked about the the, the Jordan stuff and we look Kobe we have it And like that lives on forever but I just still feel Weird that, like, this dude is just gone. You know, that's that's that's
1: that thing. That's all I have left on it. But, um, go ahead, Rich. Sorry. And it's almost it's crazy. Like, the um, night before you pass, uh, LeBron passes Kobe in the all time scoring. Whole time, I'm thinking, like, man, glad this isn't at Staples because, you know, this that reaction up when he got when he passed the last time he passed somebody I think he passed was it Jordan last time it was like kind of mixed and kind of just you know home like because he's not really ours like mm-hmm. it, it's just never it's not gonna be And this is this is Kobe City like regardless and just seeing how Kobe like has embraced him this year um is almost like I don't know what what Kobe was doing. Like you know, part of me thinks that he was trying to rehabilitate, you know, some of the image, so um, kind of recasting himself in a different light. But regardless of what it was, if you line it up with everything else that he's ever done with LeBron, it seems like these guys have had a genuine relationship for a really long time, and it's people like you know, Nick Wright and Skip Bayless and. Uh you know a lot of other people putting like a lot of trash out there regarding these two and the fan wars and the narratives and everything like that and It's quite crazy that his last tweet is praising LeBron and telling him to move the game forward, and what LeBron is doing is trying to make the Lakers a champion again, and it's almost like you know win this for Kobe, yeah um
0: I think that's I think that's where we should leave it.
1: You have any, unless you have anything else, the whole city, the whole city wants it. Um, thank, thank Kobe Bryant for his determination, his will, his basketball skill, his entertainment value, his um, way that he was a demon in the mid post, um, the way that you know he would get ridiculously hot from three. wasn't the greatest three point shooter. But there were times where I I never saw Kobe take a shot where I thought he was going to miss. And he missed a lot. (laughs) But, um, you know, you never you always felt like the next one was going in. watching him. You saw him become a master of the post. Uh, You saw him carry the Lakers to the playoffs in his last healthy year. And then you saw him cry after he tore his Achilles and he knew what it was and walked back on the floor after the Achilles injury. And then come back knowing that he didn't have anything left, but knowing he signed the contract, knowing that uh, the fans just, just love him so much. And we didn't care if, if the team was sorry. It was like, just be, be here for us because we don't know what it's like without Kobe. And fortunately, it seems like we're going to have to like, you know, learn. It sucks. And I just thank him for for being a inspiration in my life. and. I can't. I, I'm just in devastation still.
0: Yeah, so um, I guess from this point, we just move on to talk about whatever we normally talk about on this show. So um, we'll be back in a minute.
2: This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Right, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, that's all it counts to be.
0: Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome back. Um, I am here with Rich as usual, and I'm also here with Tom Gambardella and also Gregory Wreck of Social Suplex as well, contributors. Um, They decided to do some um, pitch hitting duty and pitch in, um, help us out. Uh, Rich didn't really watch much uh, wrestling this weekend. um, so uh, We're just going to start with the Royal Rumble. Um,
3: uh, Initial thoughts, Tom? (coughs) Honestly, it was, it was definitely exactly the distraction I needed from everything that went on yesterday afternoon. Um, yeah. I thought the men's, the men's rumble, I thought while it was going on for that first half, I was ready to just burn everything down. And then <laughs> then that back half just completely redeemed it for me. Like, I think I woke up this morning and I was like, you know what, that was actually really good. Like, I liked what they did there. I mean, I think Josh, um, he said it while it was going on, like, yeah, they definitely broke from that sort of rumble formula here. Um, so, I mean, overall, I thought it was a really enjoyable show. Okay. Greg? I didn't watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, I guess we'll throw the rich now. Rich? <laughs>
1: uh, so, so, I was, like, spoiling myself, uh, you know, just following along the um, group chat a little bit, you know, in and out of being sick and sleeping and watching all this Kobe coverage and uh, everything like that when I watched uh, the men's and the women's rumbles today, like both matches, I thought the women's rumble was just a good, solid Royal rumble. And then the men's was like a really good Royal rumble um, and really unique format. I already knew Brock was going to eliminate everybody. So I didn't get that visceral feeling of, Oh my God, what the fuck is happening here? Uh, but definitely uh, they look like they actually had a plan. Um, and they still felt like they had to throw Roman Reigns in there to, you know, the final two for whatever reason to scare the hell out of you. Um, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a good rumble, and I, I didn't expect that because th- this rumble didn't really have a ton of buzz or anything, right? Um, now as far as Charlotte winning, it's like you know I made the joke, there. you know the women's Royal Rumble, this thing didn't exist. 3 years ago. So, we we trying to give Charlotte some of the accolades uh Pat put them on now. <laughs> but you know, they want to do Becky and Charlotte 9000 whatever. I, I you know, but uh Men's Royal Rumble was uh was pretty good.
0: Yeah, um Mojo thoughts is I don't know if it's a good show or not. Like I watched so much wrestling over the past weekend, like between four episodes of NXT. <laughs> Um, between um, last week's Stardom Korken Hall 9th Anniversary show, between um, Worlds Collide, and then Royal Rumble, I don't know what's up or down. I can tell you what I really liked and what I didn't uh, like. Um, I thought the show, uh, the Rumbles, obviously it's a Royal Rumble, so the only thing that matter are the Rumbles. Um, I thought the Rumbles were okay. I probably liked the Men's Rumble more or I do like the, the men's rumble more um, I didn't Shocker. have that yeah yeah I didn't have the uh, the versatile reaction that uh, I guess a lot of people had of Brock is throwing all these people out and he's you know it's, and, it's it turns into a microcosm of his entire career but um, it, you know it's like I went in there I already know what it is like the idea is you're gonna throw a bunch of people out someone's gonna eliminate them That's going to be what his next angle is. I am surprised that it's Drew McIntyre, considering that they've done jack shit with Drew McIntyre for the last um, year and a half. But whatever. Um, (laughs) They picked a guy, and they put him over huge, and that's really what most of us all want. Pick someone and go with them. Um, Yeah, so uh, from that perspective, I thought they accomplished that, and good job on that. The Charlotte thing whatever like i'm not really i really don't want to see her versus uh bailey or becky again because they've done that before um so you know um but you know we're at a situation where it's like it was it seemed like it was either her shana uh you
1: know so you know who knows (laughs) Seems like there were a lot of like play, plans changing too. So, um, you know, yeah. there was reports that Roman and Shana were initially supposed to win and then things were changed as the programs were finalized and I don't know. Uh Charlotte's back in the spot. Maybe they um, you know, if Sasha's not injured too badly, you know, seeing people throwing out, you know, a fatal four way between the four horse women at WrestleMania. Um but
0: I don't I don't, I don't, I don't even have the I don't, I, I don't even think the
1: dynamics are right.
0: I don't even... I'm not even going to put myself through the mental exhaustion of trying to figure out the logistics of how they would make that work because they just make any damn thing work and don't even get damn about how they get their pants last year with Becky and Charlotte and, and Rhonda. So, I mean, whatever. Do whatever you want. It's fake. But if it's going to be fake, at least try to make it make some semblance of sense. Um, it, it, what are y'all thoughts on, on, on that?
3: I mean, my initial reaction to them doing a fatal four way with the four horsewomen at Mania is that it means Lacey Evans probably winds up in a title match on that show. Ooh. And I I mean that's all I really need to say. Like that's the last thing I want to see. And I as heard. good as one match might be, the other one is going to drag it back down to average, if that
1: I heard she was horrible last night. She That's a word for it. <laughs> yeah, she she Yeah.
0: It's funny because Every, we all anyone that watched NXT at the time she's not ready she's been up on the main roster for a full year getting more matches under her belt and she's still not ready because we all thought that
3: she was a couple years away um who is uh, who who is the NBA draft prospect that uh, they said was a couple years away from being a couple years away on draft night Oof, I don't even remember <laughs> <laughs> i don't I think it was like bruno caboclo yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. that so was lacey evans in nxt yep, yep. yeah
2: well, i mean from the group chat and like online like this is was a pretty positive royal rumble like a lot of yeah. people in the group chat liked it
1: yeah
2: online the only match that was that i seen get a bad rating was the lacey evans match and like you guys said she's years away from being years away from being ready
0: yeah it's like I see what they see like I see like so you gotta be blind not to see it like right <laughs> like she clearly has the she clearly has the look that they want and they covered and they covered like just just look at like the run of of blonde white woman that came out in that rumble just look um, at her damn it. It, it, was, it yeah like I I see I see it and then like you also see like she ain't afraid to take a bump. Like she, she has a physicality factor that like you think like can um translate into the future like as she progresses with the wrestling, like that will help her. So you see like where where this is, but it's like <laughs> you watch the rumble and you see Bianca in the rumble, and you're just like I see what y'all see. But I also saw what y'all what y'all have in Bianca, and y'all chose the wrong person, and y'all know y'all chose the wrong person it, it is in like it's almost, glad, it's so almost it's, like it, it what is, is it like really,
1: a maybe a year to the day we had that big long Lacey Evans versus bianca Belair segment, and I got really emotional about it was, uh, it, was that like a year ago it, on it, this it show it
0: was about like it was like around fast lane it was yeah. around fast lane like it was just like we it's it's it, at least like i had the validation right at, or 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 a lot of people had the validation for the people that like watch you know the their network stuff and go through it and be like no man <laughs> no so you guys remember
2: that uh, article about tjp where he's talking about how every single move was planned out and it was like you know rest hold rest hold now you do yes. this right yep she's getting Vince McMahon probably loves what she does, and that's all she's ever going to do is what you're seeing right now. It's never going to change.
0: Yeah, but like, I also need her not to almost kill herself while doing it. Like, it's 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 very, um, or it should mean something that like Alexa Bliss started out that Rumble, and she didn't fuck up anything. Was she physical? Absolutely not, because she's never physical. But she didn't fuck up anything that's the other end of it, it's like, Alexa Bliss is not physical at all, they picked her to what she was ready, she still wrestles these powder puff ass matches, but she doesn't fuck the stuff up, it's just not believable, because it's like, they're not hitting each other, or they're not really, you know, there's no, there is no uh, struggle in the wrestling you're seeing, It's it's too slick, it's just, you know, whatever, and I mean, granted, like, if you can do that, if you're Saber or whatever else, you want to use technician dudes, whatever else it makes it look like that's what it's supposed to look like. She's not that kind of person. Um, but the Zach other. Junior and, <laughs> and Alexa
1: Bliss. I was going to say exactly. Junior and Alexa Bliss in comparison. I never thought we'd hear <laughs> one nation well, radio. Unique content.
0: No, but you get what I'm saying is like you'll hear if i say the part about like the, the what she does is too effortless then you'll hear the other end of like what about these you know people that put on like the 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 technical wrestle the like the technical wrestling the whole masturbation yeah, yeah, so okay. it's like i got like there's a there's a there's a difference here like she's not yeah, it is a difference you know, yeah so um anyway like it's to see her on her in like, her side is like, she's not fucking anything up, like, it may not be physical, but at least she's not fucking anything up, she's holding it in the road, and, like, it took her a while to get to this point, to get to this point, it took three years to get to this point, right, and it's like, what was the, I don't see why you needed to do this to these people in, like, kind of to a lot of people, like, already have, like, the, the bloom is off the roads of them, because they, you know, they are aware of whatever gaping, you know, um holes in this person's game they have like i don't need ricochet to go out during kind of promo um to further submit that i know that he's not a good promo like you got to figure out a way around that like do pre-tape stuff um yeah like uh we're getting too caught up in the weeds on that but like um i don't know like uh what, what were some other impressions you guys had in um i guess the rumble
1: matches in particular what they did with riddle was horrific. Uh, yeah. 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 I, he got I, hope, he, I hope he re- requests his release. <laughs> he's not going to get it.
0: <laughs> he's about to be, he's about to be the, the, the new tag team champions. We've done in like a month or whatever. So, um, any thoughts on the, any other takeaways that you have, uh, Tom?
3: Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, what they did with riddle was horrific. I think, um, I mean, the best way to put it is today we were playing the, well, who could you have swapped Riddle with game to have a better showing from him? I mean, even if he got like a minute against Brock. I think we settled with like Morrison. Um, I forget who else, but like that three, four, five range was just kind of a run of just a guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Riddle got absolutely tanked in this one. Um, trying to think of what else. Yeah. I thought Keith Lee had a fantastic showing in a minute. Um, he continued the trend of Brock Lesnar opponents dropping their ring IQ exponentially the second they get into the ring with him.
0: What what happened with him and Brock? I don't even remember. Like, I just remember he got thrown out with Strowman. Or they wrestled yeah. with Still May Strowman came out. They, they, all three of them like all wrestled each other really
3: hard. And then like at the end, they both got tossed. I wish the three of them wrestled each other very hard. I don't know if that would be an accurate description. Though. Okay. All right, we'll re-enlighten me. Sorry. Basically what happened, uh, Keith comes in, Brock literally looks over at Heyman, so first Keith Lee's music hits, they right. show Brock, Brock's like, ooh, a big boy, right, you can read right, the lips right. on him, then Keith makes his way to the ring, he makes his way up the ring steps. he's about to get in, and they cut to Brock, and Brock looks over at Paul Heyman like, who is this motherfucker? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then Keith gets in, actually like, gets some offense in on Brock, uh, I think he like, shoots him off the ropes. They do yes. a shoulder tackle where yes. Brock doesn't go down we're
0: running Brock. Yeah, that's right.
3: Oh yeah. Like that. So yeah, then they do the shoulder tackle. They do like a double Lariat and we're both down spot. Braun comes in, um, him and Keith, I guess still have unfinished business from survivor series. Uh, Braun does that stupid ass, like twirl his finger around. Like he's going to run around the ring. Shoulder except tackle. there's only one other person to hit on the shoulder tackle thing. So he can't do like a full lap. He just does quarter of a lap, knocks Keith Lee in, uh, and then him and Keith keep on brawling while Brock is just standing there with his arms up on the ring ropes in the corner, and Brock dumps both of them out. And it's I think like like that was like back to Brock like kind yeah.
2: Of- okay. Didn't they do uh, Kofi pretty dirty again too? Didn't he oh, get like
3: yeah? He was
1: yeah. yeah. they, did Why did they all hate the Black Was dirty yeah, <laughs> again. Like they, well,
0: okay. So in the beginning when he's just throwing guys out like he tosses like he runs Elias in Elias like. What happened with Elias it reminds me of like the time my granddad whooped my ass for being disrespectful. <laughs> right? Like I did something disrespectful and then like I'm he goes to get a switch and like instead of running out the house I run into his fucking bedroom like a fucking idiot. And its like why would you why would you run into the ring, uh, Elias? Run away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, when Brock, likes said fuck this shit and, like, charged him, yeah. that was, like, some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, so like, I need a gift for that.
3: Yes. Yeah. Also, Brock swung that guitar strings first, which, like, I've watched enough wrestling to know you're supposed to swing it the other way so it breaks. But and I guess Brock was just like, fuck the this. The strings
2: can cut you.
1: Right. And oh, yeah. That was not a gimmick guitar.
0: <laughs> not at all.
1: Nope. That was like one of them Jake Roberts Honky Tonk Man specials right there. <laughs> we better check Elias ain't on the crack after this. Oh
0: man, yeah. So you have that moment, and then all of a sudden uh, Kofi comes out, and everyone knows like Kofi didn't get his due. He got mm-hmm. fucked at uh, that the the first SmackDown on on Fox, and then Ray comes out, and you're like, you remember what just happened at Survivor Series? Um, so it's like all right, there you go. Then you have Big E, and then it's like all right, like it turns to a point where it's like you know, hey man, let's jump him. And then they yep. whooped it. They were they were on him, and then like he thwarted all of them. And then um, because they were about to do for like a almost like the the Hardy Boys um. Poetry and motion thing, and then like he cut it off, and then he <laughs> Lesnar jumps off of Big E's back to, to hit somebody, yeah. and he eliminated all three of them. It was funny, but like that was to get you the heat of like to get you into the and it like that whole run is like Brock Lesnar's matches. Like, yes, he's a big fucking shoot fighter guy that is over pushed, and he comes out here and he's clobbers the fuck out of somebody until the crowd until the crowd eventually turns on the match, and then he starts selling. And that's pretty much what happened with, uh, you know, and and that was the whole entire, that run until he got limited. It was like, alright, you've overdone it. Get to the fucking point, and then they finally did it.
2: They're trying really hard, though, the rewrite history of Kofi, though. Like, they really want him to just, just be a tag guy. Like, yeah. all that build-up. Oh, they yeah. worked really hard to build him up to, like, Brian's level.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just any other company it's just i don't know it's it's such a weird waste of energy for something so self-destructive for your your guys it's just there's a it's like the person you don't want to (laughs) date you know like you gotta look for these red flags because they're doing all this stuff to hurt themselves when they've done so much to help themselves you know you got like okay why they go why are they calling this person i got i i don't know man it's just I, I see these clips of of what they do of Cope. Like he's coming out as, as the tag team guy. It's it's usually it takes a while to go down a level, you know. Right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. Like why is it not like, just, like chasing like, the mid card?
2: There's there's no story of him like losing a step or like getting injured and like you know you could do and you could do something with that, but they're just like now nah, he's a tag team guy.
1: Right. Yeah. Never happened. He could have fell into a depression. He could have. Yeah. Like, he could have did something like that. Like, that was nah. the crumbling of the pancake.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like I say like, they should have. They should have. All been... y'all that said Kofi Kingston was going to win the Royal Rumble. I need y'all to bring y'all ass to the stage. He <laughs> said that. Oh yes. Oh
2: my! I God. almost said it because I was like, you know, that would be a good story for him to win. But I was like, it's never going to happen, so I never said it. Right. It wasn't going to happen. Right. Um,
3: let's see.
0: Well, uh, any other takeaways from, from the men's rumble?
3: Oh, I mean fucking edges back. Oh, yeah, like yeah. we got to touch uh, on that one. Yeah. I mean, it was, you think you know me. And then a wall of sound from minute made park. Yes. That is, that is where it was. I hope I didn't just pull, yeah, a, right. uh, pull a wrong arena. All right. Yeah. No wall of sound. Also, uh, Quick yes, thing to that touch is, on. That, that
0: is exactly where Albert Pujols bounced the, a oh baseball my God. off
3: of the wall. Sent it into orbit. <laughs>
0: I'll never forget that <laughs> shit.
3: <laughs> the amount of time I've spent just on YouTube going back to the moment he makes contact with that very ball. It's insane.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
3: 2019 uh, well, world champions. Also, just a quick uh, note. Rich mentioned that at one point, Shayna and Roman Reigns were supposed to be the winners. Uh, mm-hmm. As of 2.30 yesterday... The betting odds for this show were Reigns at one to one to win the Rumble, <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Kane Velasquez at four to one. CM Punk at nine to two. Kevin Owens at nine to two, and then tied at ten to one. Were Drew, Keith Lee, Brock, and Bray Wyatt. Mm. And then I think within like two hours of Showtime to the start of the show, ton of money went in on Drew, and he was down to even by the time the show started. Mm. So, I mean, mm. it's it's a late change.
2: Mm,
3: yeah. It
2: uh Is yeah, he a, a face or a heel? Sorry? Uh, uh McIntyre, is he a face or a heel?
0: McIntyre is turning into a badass baby face over the last couple weeks or few weeks yeah. or whatever. But okay. the, the thing is like
2: It's out of it, nowhere it, almost. It,
0: it, exactly it may yep. work it may not work but if it does work what i'm going to say is you look at his resume and it's not too dissimilar for 2015 roman reigns They he's never had a singles feud worth a damn and he's about to be the russell main event potentially and hey, like
1: you 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 stole i was gonna like uh Oh. Like, this, is white. this is white Roman Reigns uh, <laughs> okay.
3: there
1: you go Like it's just like they did
0: and the thing is like they had did such a good job when he came into the main roster um, this time around in 2018 until the Dogs of War broke up and then like that uh, that December he started taking pins for no fucking reason you're like what the hell is this and one thing I did not like is the optics of He's now a baby face and he throws out the dude that he like fought at last WrestleMania because he wanted to say that he was tougher than that dude's cancer. That, 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 that rubbed me the wrong way, but whatever. Um, like, I, it, it is what it is. Like, the crowd was happy. I'm sick and tired of them doing this with Roman with the, with the nonsense of, Hmm. We're, we're going to use him to get over the next guy because we, we we know our fan base or some of our fan base are assholes and are so definitely afraid of this fucking guy uh, winning a Royal Rumble as if that means any fucking thing in 2020
3: anymore. So. You know what really? It's really funny because at this point, they've done this like four times. Right. Four getting, time run a row. It's getting to the point where you're conditioning your audience to be like, oh, yeah, Final Two, it's Roman and whoever right
0: like i was saying all
3: right he'll go out and then oh wait roman actually won what do we do now like if they ever pull the trigger on him winning again you're just gonna have a confused building
0: right and i remember um after the show because i was with uh i was with um josh josh two quote unquote uh (laughs) zach and 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 jamie and i said i I just counted out 2014 second place, 2015 winner, 2006 third place, 2017 second place, 2018 second place, 2019 um, yeah. away fighting for his life, 2020 second place. How many times... like he has like you like he's had was it that six top three finishes in a, in the last seven years? Like he's like one of the he's one of the greatest Royal Rumble uh, participants ever, and it's like. All of it is the same thing, and uh, the ends is always the same. it's always the same. It's like it's he to get the next guy anyway. that guy going. It's like, mm-hmm. hey man, like y'all would not do this shit with Cena or anybody else. Like at some point, you're gonna have to pull the trigger on him winning a rumble, and y'all gonna stop have to stop hiding from it and like using this thing every single year. Like it's getting, it's 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 starting to feel a lot like a Shayna Baszler takeover match to me.
1: I always said uh, with Roman. Scare money don't make no money right and the thing is there's still a good chance that he ends up main eventing wrestlemania anyway so it's like
0: good. i don't care it, i don't care it's <laughs> like
1: it's like uh, why don't y'all just fucking let him win the rumble then like just <laughs> just stop trying to like stop trying to like backdoor it like right like the look it's
0: not gonna be any worse it is like think about it is it gonna be any worse than it was any in the, any of the previous years if you if you go back to it Y'all look. Y'all fought the fans tooth and nail for three or four fucking years. Anyway, now now y'all Tyler fight fighting a a fight that y'all started.
1: Can can, can I take my um my uh, victory lap for uh, Daniel Bryan
0: about like he's in the main, he's in the title match to to not be in the rumble.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess victory. I told y'all, the second he got linked with Bray Wyatt, what was gonna happen? He's in that Braun Strowman position in 2018. You're not allowed to win. Dale Bryan's <laughs> shadow ban from the Royal Rumble continues. Just like it was last year. Just like it was um in uh two thousand, what was that? Two thousand fourteen. 2014. Um it's crazy, you know. I don't get it, but yeah. it continues. Dale Bryant versus Sheamus, WrestleMania. Be there, <laughs> twice in a lifetime. Yeah,
0: I don't know what. Um, I don't know what's next for him. I don't know what's next for yeah. AJ Styles either. Uh, but anyway, um, I guess we move over to the Women's Rumble. Um, I mean, really to talk about is like you know three figures. It's 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 Bianca's run. It's <laughs> Shayna and it's Charlotte doing. Do you remember what Charlotte even did no in this thing. Rumble?
3: Playing outside the ring. Yep. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, and Go ahead. Uh, Beth Phoenix also getting just busted the hell open. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Looked up like halfway through the match and the back of her head was bloody. Did not see that happen. Although I saw like a replay on Twitter this morning, but in a live action, it did not come across. Oh,
0: I saw it because, you know, those things are mic'd. Oh. Those ring posts are mic'd. So mm-hmm. she's up. On a turnbuckle, and she's battling with Bianca, and all of a sudden, you hear the clanking, you see, because her head just hit the back of it. I'm like, okay, so she, she'll be fine. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, you start seeing, like, oh, I see the rev with the blonde hair. Okay, she she got busted open. And then, like, her head gets soppier and redder and redder. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, she, she has a legit gash on the back of her head. And, like, I, I thought she I, and you can see, like, constantly the refs like talking to her. Mm-hmm. Talking to her, talking to her, and I'm like she got I mean, obviously there may be a concussion and that's probably what they're really worried about. But I'm like, mm-hmm. if they think it's just a flesh wound, then fuck off. She's fine. Yeah. Like <laughs> uh but whatever. She uh she did a really good job in uh yeah. oh God, I forgot. There's one thing we definitely have to talk about. Alright, but, we'll oh, yeah. but we'll we'll get to that in a second. We'll we'll get we'll get to it in a second. Let's finish talking about the uh the the three biggest uh parts of the rumble. Um what do you think this possibly means for Bianca? Nobody uh, has an
3: answer? I I have an idea. Uh, I think there's here. there's what I would like it to mean and there's what I think it means. Okay. And one is a lot better than the other. Okay, so what do you think it means? Absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> I like like, do you think we're going to see her just go on some run on the main roster? Do you think we're going to... Like, I I would love it to be, like, the start of a star-making run, but I just don't trust WWE, especially coming off of a main roster show, to use this momentum effectively.
0: Right, but, like, she's next for... Um a title She's manager. next for Rhea, right? Rhea at, at uh Portland. So right. I'm thinking like I'm not I'm not talking about like, yes, it does absolutely mean nothing for the main roster. I mean, mostly is for you to be mm. acquainted of Oh yeah, remember the girl that was like beating the shit out of Carmella and threw her into the trash um on that November verse SmackDown? She's also awesome in the ring aside from this feast of strength. Uh oh yeah. for whom she comes up to the main roster eventually. But I mean as far as Ch- taking that towards NXT where they actually, you know, tell stories that begin in 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 transition. So, so that's what I, that's what I really meant.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I don't think it means a damn thing. Um <laughs> pretty much why everything Tom said it's like she's still on NXT. Lap. She's going to get fed to Rhea Ripley uh the next takeover. She probably should have already got called up. Yep. But if they call her up, I mean, unless somebody's getting out of the way, I don't know. Like, you would think she would be able to slot in on SmackDown because that division is a dumpster fire. Hence having to push Lacey Evans as your top babyface. And Sasha Banks is like a goon underling for a underwhelming Bailey right now. And you would think there's a spot open for her right there, but look, man, I I, Vince man, does You gotta, believe, you gotta see it
0: before you believe it. And I don't, I don't yeah. blame you. I get you. Yeah.
2: Lacey Evans is a baby face.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Someone so that, that is, has changed nothing about herself, how she presents what? herself on Twitter and, and everything like that. Uh, you know, my man has, has, has his dinner ready right now. And, you know, women don't like that. Um, <laughs> Yeah,
3: Greg, I love that your reaction to Lacey Evans being a babyface is literally everyone in the world's reaction to the idea of Lacey Evans being a babyface. Like, wait. When did this happen? They're doing what?
0: Yeah, they turn her babyface um... Why? Because Bailey's (laughs) a heel and there's only room in WWE main roster for like one feud and it's for the title. Oh my god. Unless it's like, you know, doing stuff with men like What's happening with Lashley and in uh, Rusev?
2: That that's worse, but uh
0: oh, it's oh it's much worse. I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm just pointing it out that like that's when they have something else for you to do besides like being in the title picture or that's what they do. They you know
2: all right.
0: I, I take that like like it's always it's always some love interest stuff. Like for example, like what's going on with on the other end with like Otis and and Mandy and uh, Sonya is like. You can get TV time. Either you have to go for a title or, or go for be involved with a dude. All
2: right.
1: <laughs> I, think I, just did the, I think I just did the funniest thing I, I needed to do on Twitter in, like, a couple days. So, off topic. Carl Sheeta was like, uh, please tell me about your city. Temperature, foods, sightseeing. I'm in Cleveland this week. I sent her the hastily made Cleveland tourism video. <laughs>
0: Have y'all ever seen any either one of those videos? I have okay. not. No. Okay, they're from like two thousand seven, eight, nine, and it's so funny because like this is like a couple of years before LeBron bolts for Miami. Oh no! And like, there's two videos. And it's basically a hastily thrown together tour as a video for the city of Cleveland, and it's like it has this like, you know, happy songs like. Come on down to Cleveland (laughs) Town, everyone. Come and look at both of our buildings.
2: Wait, I think I know what you're talking about.
0: Eat some food (laughs) that's prepared near the street. (laughs) Yeah, eat some food that's prepared near the street. And then, like, you know, it's like the city's been under construction since 1968. Um our economy's based on LeBron James. Don't go to East Cleveland or you'll, you'll die. die. Um, a certain section of our town looks like a Scooby-Doo looks like a Scooby-Doo ghost town. Um who the fuck like, still uses a payphone? Yeah, there's yeah, we have a pay we have payphones on the street who the fuck still uses payphones? And like they're it while people are singing this in that like and like eat some food that is prepared near the street, like s- saying like that. There's also um, they'll say some line about like yeah, like uh, a river catches on fire. Uh, there's they show like they shows they show some a train on a train track, and it's like. Those are jobs leaving Cleveland. Like, yeah, it was just like yeah, and these are over two videos. Buy a house together. for the same
1: price as a VCR.
0: Yes, 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 yes. It, it, it was just. Oh my god! It was. They were the funniest fucking. Films. I hope
1: she
2: watches that.
1: I sent those in the, into uh, the social support chat for y'all to I'll check that again. out next.
0: Yeah, like oh, they were god. just they were just killers, all time killers, and like at the time, like I remember when LeBron left for Miami and they had the first game in Cleveland, I remember like making my, my Facebook profile to it. That's how, you know, that's how long ago this was. Like your Facebook profile, and my how old I am? Like your Facebook profile picture was like important. Like I changed it to like the picture of, of, um, you know, of like the come to Cleveland or whatever else. Um, Oh no, I'm sorry. It was like the end was like, you know, It could be worse. At least we're not Detroit. (laughs) We're Detroit. We're not Detroit. Yes, yes. So it turned into, so like I ended up putting up, like, it was like Cleveland. We're not Detroit, like off. That off, was a, like a, a graphic on the video, and I remember like screenshotting that in my profile video at the time, like when LeBron went back to for the first game. I was like, it was, it was, it was so fun to like bang on this rust belt, shitty, shitty weather city that has the shittiest weather. And like people are, people are leaving out of that area like in droves year after year after year. It's just like I'm, I'm such an asshole, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, so what were we talking about? We're talking about wrestling, right? <laughs> um, is somebody listening back? Is somebody I'm
3: watching back? that right now. Uh, who knows? You might even see this guy. <laughs> Here's the place where there used to be industry.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
2: let's see. So, um, what, I how did accidentally hijack. We were talking about Lacey Evans, and I was shocked. Oh, I was ready for anything but that. I guess. Yeah,
1: I was like off topic. I just did some like reviews on Twitter. <laughs> so, Car, she's gonna be like, "What? <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> yeah.
0: So um, we asked Kenny
2: to explain it to her.
0: Oh God! <laughs> oh my God! So, um, yeah, the Lacey thing. Like, I mean, I ho- I hope I don't I don't know. Like, I, it, it, she seemed like somebody's put out there to be a challenger and she, well she got Oh, she lost like they pulled the tights for her but it's like man we've seen what those what those kind of losses are for how to match like they have moved on from her as far as being a you know she's someone to just fill a spot for now until they get to whatever they really want to do at Wrestlemania and I honestly do not know what they what is that seems like a free show match whatever Bayley does seems like the free show women's match like it seems like it's destined um unless Charlotte goes to Smackdown with Andrade and they swap the midcard belts like that's that that's that's about it um do we have any thoughts on Edge cause it, you know it's, oh god uh, yeah we keep forgetting about fucking Edge uh yeah I'm glad that Edge is back um or doing whatever he's doing <laughs> uh you know this is a dude that like it was taken from him like he he comes it's almost like he comes through the curtain at WrestleMania twenty seven and they're like, Yeah, no more. You're done. Um so to see him back, like that's cool and it's inspirational, and he makes you wonder like what the possibility is for other people. Um, you know, this is obviously a thing where like it's not a matter if or but it's a matter of when when it comes to pro wrestling, um, that someone's gonna get injured is an inevitable is inevitability. Uh yeah, I mean I but I just hope that he can. He has some quality or some creative and quality control, and or, or he has some creative control, so he can provide some quality control for whatever TV they put out or whatever they put out as a program to build WrestleMania with presumably Randy Orton because Edge ain't Edge. You, you hear him talk on on um, the podcast like he's clearly someone that gets it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that he adds to making
1: you know compelling television. And, and if y'all happy about Edge being back, make sure y'all go um send a thank you tweet to Tony Khan.
2: Mm. Well, you know it's it's interesting you said about creative control, and I I had this unfinished thought I was thinking about mm-hmm. is if uh, I remember a long time ago, it was like two early two thousands they made them all get rid of their agents. I'm not sure mm. if they, I don't know if you guys remember that. I It'd be interesting no, if these guys uh, got actual managers that actually like. Old wrestlers like Stone Colts representing Edge, like behind the scenes, and Vince gives him a, a like a, a, um, a script, and he Stone Colt just crumbles against. No, nah, we're not doing that. Like, they almost need like help like that to, to like stop them from getting just garbage because well, they can give Edge garbage. But if he has creative control and he can push back, I mean, he probably will push back. And there's some guys that get around the garbage, like Daniel Bryan, like, no matter what garbage they gave him, we love them. He he was still amazing, but like if they actually had like real <clears throat> managers, <laughs> that would like be like no, we're not doing this.
1: And I think with them, if if they go the Orton route, it's going to be really easy. It's going to be yeah. like kind of like how Randy Orton AJ Styles kind of was last year. But like mm-hmm. we got all this you know old history to build upon. I'll put you back in retirement. Why? are Like you, your wife works for this company. I could go mess with your wife. You know that like they got a million different angles.
0: Yeah. They can and also it's. Uh, as far as uh, Greg's point, like, yeah, you know, especially, you know, one would think that, and especially, or hope and think that, especially with the Batista thing last year, like, clearly, clearly someone was saying, you're not going to come out here and give me bullshit. I'm going, we're going to keep it fucking simple. And we are going to get to WrestleMania and people will be energized by it. And like, Edge can do that. Edge is a better promo than, than Batista was, but, you look at how well that, that that program worked, and it's like, yeah, like Triple H is going to have this match go three times longer than it probably should, but it was a it was a fun it was a fun build and a and a you know mostly scatterbrained ass uh, build to WrestleMania.
2: It at least wasn't conv- convoluted. Yes, it was just we just got to it. Like, okay, they're going to fight. Cool. We'll yeah. wait for three months. We'll be good. We got it.
3: Right. Uh, one note on Edge um, and James. You mentioned earlier, like not knowing what the next step is for AJ. Is it possible that AJ versus Edge was the plan? <clears throat> With because I mean, we got the full OC in there. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, AJ obviously got hurt and got thrown out prematurely, right. but it was building to the full OC and rated RKO in the ring together. And then AJ got hurt on that spear bump and it looked like actually walked over to Edge specifically and was like, "All right, throw me the hell out of here." Is it possible that that was the original direction? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Could be.
0: Uh, I mean, I would like to... I would rather see AJ versus Edge than Orton versus Edge. I've seen Orton versus Edge's, right? Like, that was... I mean, as somebody that... <laughs> I keep showing my age on this show by like how devastated I am by Kobe Bryant and and then also talk about uh what else were you we talking about? Uh, talking about like the two thousand uh you know the, the hastily made uh Cleveland company Cleveland- Cleveland- Right from like a decade ago. But uh Yeah, like as someone that missed that era entirely, like I relied so much on what was available, like the YouTube videos of pay per view matches that were up and I would go through and Ain't nothing like going through the part part two of four of some <clears throat> fucking match from Unforgiven two thousand seven or whatever else like to to for you to truly appreciate the WWE Network and all its glory. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like while I was doing a lot of that and Rich was also doing a lot of that too um, over the years to try to contextualize like some of these guys that we just flat out missed on. My um, DVD
1: collection is massive.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> Edge was one of those dudes. Is like. I stopped watching two, after WrestleMania uh, 2000. How the fuck did this tag team dude that was doing this goofy comedy stuff become like a legend?
2: And I can was, tell you because I was there during and that time. You
0: see the you see the SmackDown Six stuff. You see like him and him and or him and Eddie Guerrero doing a a hardcore match or doing a ladder match. I was not even a ladder match. they are just doing a no DQ match with a ladder and doing spots off the ladder because they're both insane. It like. You see like obviously, you know, the, the the Lita and Matt Hardy stuff and then like the few with Cena, you know, the few the rated RKO stuff, like the few with Undertaker and you know You know, we end up getting to the towards the end with the Jericho stuff and you see like <laughs> Shawn Michaels as well at times, like you see where, how we got here. Um and like that is a dude that like consistently put out quality television. Oh yeah, so, for sure. You know, I don't think he's going to come back, especially after hearing the um the UK guys. I think it's is Inside the Ropes or between the ropes to do the podcast, Inside the Ropes. <clears throat> Inside the Ropes. They had him in like while the Becky the Becky Ascension happened, right? Which her rise. And he mentioned that like they advertised him for Smackdown 1000 in DC. I know why it's DC. I remember it's DC because that's when Batista cut that pro, that incredible promo. Uh, but he mentioned that, like they advertised me for SmackDown 1000. He was like, I had no idea I was showing up to Washington DC. What do y'all want me to do? And they wouldn't answer. And he's like, Well, I'm not coming unless you tell me what I'm doing. And then he pointed out that like, all right, we want you to do, um, what was his what was his talk show? Uh, um, Cutting Edge. Cutting Edge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do Cutting Edge with Becky. I mean, once you to in that place of, like, you were so driven, and your drive's gonna turn away, like, the people that you care about, and at the end, you're gonna have all these accolades or whatever else, but you're gonna be empty at the end when there's nothing, you know, there's nothing after in your afterlife of wrestling. He's like, I need you to tell me what I'm doing, or... I'm not showing up and that was and that storyline was like to play into like trying to further turn Becky Hill even though the <laughs> against the wishes of everyone that likes watching TV watching <clears throat> your TV or uh, you know in, in the crowd and it turned out that like they tried to get the line about the neck and it didn't work out in ended up popping the crowd and it just made Charlotte look like even more like just an unsympathetic person and it didn't work and then they eventually picked it and said <coughs> fuck it we just have to push back as a baby face so um, to have that person have that kind of restraint to say like I'm not even I, I don't want to come back unless you to use me for something important we need more though we need more edges and batistas in the world uh of professional wrestling is tell Vince. No, I'm not doing this dumb shit. i I look, I ran through your hoops before. I'm not going through it again. I fell for banana in the tailpipe, no more.
1: Yeah. Or I go to AEW.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, so apparently. Like when he did that spear at uh, in Toronto for uh, SummerSlam, apparently he was he's been he got the clearance since then.
1: Yeah, Edge been out here having for months trying to keep it under wraps, but we knew what was going on. Like we read the reports in the Observer like months ago. He was negotiating with AEW, and then WWE found out and they were like, "We can't be having that shit." And then magically, um, Edge's neck was repaired.
0: Oh yeah, but uh, what I will say is, uh, what I
1: will absolutely
0: say is. Shouts out the WWE for having somebody that was quote-unquote uncleared. They do something physical, and then they're actually cleared for real. As opposed to New Japan, when they go out there and just let Shibata go out there and, f- and do that shit with Kenta. And then, like, we never get a match. It was just for heat. What the fuck?
3: Yeah.
1: Man.
0: Yeah. Alright, so... Um. Do you, okay, do we think the edge is going to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, absolutely.
3: <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Uh, Red RKO versus whatever mid-card heels we can find.
1: <laughs> Riddick Moss defeated Cedric Alexander on main event. Excuse me? Riddick, Riddick Moss... Of NXT defeated Cedric Alexander on main event. Is, he, is Riddick Moss still doing the, uh, the Riddick regimen? No. Not, oh. not from what I gather.
0: Oh, for those that don't know, because he's a Looper no, no. guy, Riddick Moss is this buff body dude. Um, he's fine. And he, he was doing a gimmick like earlier last year or last year where he was basically a personal trainer.
3: Did he jump – I remember he was with Tino Sabatelli. Was he also tagging with Dan Matha, like, this past year? Yes, Outliers. Yeah, I think. He's just – Christ. Oh, yeah, he also fucked up Kenta's head, right, Uh, before he left NXT? I don't really remember. Or messed up his neck, like, right before – Yeah, like, right after Kenta came back for something? Oh, wow. I did not know that. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, that Riddick Moss. Yeah. (laughs) I I had to remember who it was.
3: (laughs) It is good that that is what you know him for. <laughs> yes. He beat no, you know, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric
1: Alexander.
2: Say again? He, he beat Greg? I was, he beat Cedric Alexander. Riddick Moss.
1: Yes. <laughs> apparently so. Uh, wow. what are you Cedric Alexander walks out. If you ever see his lights, see his likes and you know his requests. Cedric wants- go be with Swole. Yeah. Go oh, be with Swole. <laughs> he, he he seems like he, he's not long for uh, you know whenever uh, the the contract is up he may be in play. I don't know why. I thought I, I thought he was happy being in WWE him
0: back Hulk Hogan.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I ain't forget. Yeah. <laughs> um All right, so um I think, you know All right, so we got to talk about these other matches in the Rumble because now we have ran up an hour and a half of uh, of time so far. But uh between the Kobe thing and this, uh thoughts on
3: the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan, Tom. Um, I mean, I said this last night. It felt kind of like a post-2017 Brock match in certain ways. Mm-hmm. In just that, like, all right, we know Daniel's not walking out of here with this belt, uh, but we're going to get some damn good hope spots out of it. And The Fiend probably isn't going to do a lot, but there's going to be some stuff that you see, and it's like, all right, yeah, cool. That was cool. Um, But it's just a hard time building suspense when you know who's walking out with the bell, the second the bell rings.
0: Yeah. Like he took a lot of punishment in that match. Um, and that may carry the, the, the match for a lot of people. It just, to me, just felt like, okay, they stayed there. <laughs> uh, and to, to paraphrase, uh, Hulk Hogan during the Yappa Indian strap match, uh, promos. Like, yes, like we are, we are seeing the bubbling pink meat, but <laughs> <laughs> but I don't I don't really I don't really care like I'm not you know it, it it didn't it didn't I I didn't get invested in that I just thought that like it was, it was like the next goofy thing to do with him um like the crowd got into the end when he, when um dang, like the crowd got into whenever Daniel Bryan um, mounted offense, which is like, Oh yeah. He's saying a lot about like the effectiveness of the fiend that like the crowd sits on his hands, kind of bored, not really knowing what to do until like the other person does something. Um, but food for thought, but, uh, yeah. Um, what other matches were on
3: the card? I, uh, Becky versus Oscar. Oh, that match was really good. That match Uh, was really good. What were your thoughts? Uh, the one thought I well, one thought I had was I don't know how Becky kicking Oscar in the stomach made her head whip back so that the mist flew up into the air and then fell down onto her face. <laughs> but I suppose we're just gonna admit that that's wrestling physics and move the hell on. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Um, it's funny to me because like, <laughs> um, me and Rich watch Stardom a lot, and Kagetsu blows mist and like. I've seen, I've seen her, I've seen her get the miss thwarted in much the same way a bunch of times. So for me, it's like, I saw people like praising the spot as if it's like something super creative. It was like, nah, like I've seen it before. In fact, yeah. in fact, could get, it's funny, like a week ago, it had, uh, <coughs> Tam McConnell's, no, I'm sorry, uh, in fact, like hours before, uh, or probably 12 hours before this, this, uh, Royal Rumble, like could guess who got the mist thwarted. In a similar fashion, before this even happened, obviously you know tape delay, whatever else, but like this is this is something that is normal. Um, but whatever. Uh, but I thought I thought the wrestling in the match was really good, and it it it, it reminded me so much of their match from last year. Mm. Um, it's just like these two can go together, can just come together and wrestle, and like on that card with the Royal Rumble with motherfuckers just hanging on the ropes and doing, you know, getting their shit until it's time to get thrown out by Brock Lesnar or Bianca or Shayna. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, this goofy strap match. Like, it was so refreshing to, in the middle of, the, of of a wrestling car, to see professional fucking wrestling. Like, <laughs> to see exchanges of holds in in, in, a, in a struggle between two people trying to kick each other's ass. Like, it was it was very refreshing on a four hour show of, of professional wrestling to see professional wrestling. So I, I I will always. So for me, it was a bookmark match or book. Uh, what do you call it? notebook match? Like I gave it. I think I gave it three and a half. Um, so like for me, I was very happy in, to see that. Um, I'm trying to think what other, what else? Oh God. Yeah. Damn it. You okay, know, we have to talk about it. Cause we jumped around a lot before we leave the woman's rumble. Cause we already left it. We got to talk about this fucking abomination that happened in the rumble. Um, Santina, More- Santina, Morella, they did Santino from the 2000, 2000- I guess the WrestleMania 25 uh, pre-show battle role they ran that back.
3: I don't know why the fuck they run that back, but what are y'all thoughts on it? Um, I think my initial reaction was that Corey Graves popped louder for Santina morella than he did for Edge on commentary. What? Yep, Corey Graves literally. Santina comes out, you hear Corey Graves yell at the top of his lungs. And then Edge comes out. Corey Graves says nothing until Edge is in the ring. At which point, Corey Graves says he should not be in there. Oh my god, this fucking guy. Yep.
0: Oh. How is somebody that is that talented? How is somebody that is that talented the worst? How did this happen?
3: Oh yeah, like it's not long ago that we were talking about Corey Graves. Like, yeah, he's a fantastic commentator. So NXT just, Graves was great.
0: First fantastic. Year on Raw, Graves was great. Oh yeah. Like. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why, I don't understand why, I understand Vince is motherfucking you every 30 seconds um, in, in, in your ear on the headphones. But like, how, how hard up are you for this job for you to say, I'm just gonna do whatever the boss tells me. I'm going to do my job worse and make the job less enjoyable for the listeners at home because I want to protect my fucking job. Like, I get it. I get it, but like, when it comes with that, and then it turns into like, what he's become on social media, like, he's just like Yeah. Like, he has to be like he has to be top ten, like, most unlikable uh, person, unlikable personas, or whatever else, in all of WWE, and it's like Oh yeah. It, it it like cuz he also thinks he's being so sharp by like b- trying to blow the line it's like okay so you're trying to blow the line so now we really think you're actually an asshole don't help really don't really help bro don't it's really right
1: help. the opposite of how you I mean, want then it to. the fact that um this guy Santino in recent years has come yes, out thank you like a known to, yeah thank you as a known transphobe yeah um and then coming out here and doing this thing and it's like wow you all trying to make us remember this era that we do not want to remember Right I did off. not know
3: that. Damn.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then like there are
0: other things that are like abominations in that in that rumble, like Kelly Kelly making coming back. I, I, I. <laughs> like watching is so funny. Like
1: was she ex- any worse than Molly Holly?
0: Was she worse than Molly Holly?
1: Yeah, Molly Holly was out here. Woo!
0: Oh, she was concussed though. We think she's concussed. So it's like, whatever, like, I, you know, um, but the thing with me, it's just like, it's so interesting that I am now being known as the, 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 the women's wrestling enthusiast, James Boyd, when like, is you when in 2011, we got back into wrestling. Like the wrestling is the women's wrestling is Kelly Kelly. And it is the drizzlingest of shit. And it's and I just want her off my fucking screen. I just it was it was literally piss break wrestling as people, you know, call it or whatever else. And like to get NXT and to get page and like great there were other stuff that like I liked in NXT in, or in on the main roster at the time like I liked Caitlyn and AJ Lee's feud or whatever else but like it was so few and far between they did, clearly did not give a sh- even half of a shit and to see where, like where they've come now and then like to see like oh they're bringing back Kelly Kelly for a nostalgia pop even though she's whatever like she's only there for a couple spots no harm no foul it just triggered me so there's only that's a, that's a me problem but to see like the Santino thing is like oh my god like what is wrong with y'all like y'all just y'all just wanted to drop genders from the women's uh, NXT title and now you're doing this shit It's like do y'all want do y'all want to be progressive or not
3: they don't they absolutely don't
0: <laughs> like they want the they want the clout for it but they don't yes. want to actually do it do the yes. work with, that comes with it yes and like the work is like don't be fucking offensive you assholes it, so it, it's you know that that was just like a headache uh, to deal to watch and sad to see. um Okay, so now we got to get to it. the opening match: War, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match that you know turned into. It's so funny, like we talk about the evolution of of, of wrestlers or whatever else, and like you see the clear evolution of the Usos from when they were you know colorful colorful island boys to like people like just like realistic tough dudes that you know fly around or whatever else and for them to be like reverted back in a way to like being like the dudes that would run out to help John Cena fight the Wyatt family Mm -mm. it's like great (laughs) you know whatever whatever and they got them haircuts too. I didn't see the haircuts. I, I didn't don't see the attention. haircuts. Mm, you know okay. why I couldn't see the haircuts? Because they shook the camera so goddamn much that I couldn't notice anything. Wait till you oh. see wait till you see when they start fighting out like um like out by the uh hard cam stuff, rich by production stuff, the production tower.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It is the it is so Blair witchy. It's like what why? I know why, but why would you decide to do this? This is a choice.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, so like you, you, you mean to tell me there was another no rules, Baron Corbin, Romans Reigns match that wasn't good, because mind you I didn't see this. Oh,
0: this when I say this thing was not good, it was not good. There was it a porta was potty. Oh that, there was I would a, like to Listen, Rich, there was a porta <laughs> potty
3: that Michael Cole called it a structure. <laughs>
0: I, I didn't catch that.
3: <laughs> Michael Cole called a porta potty a structure. It was That's on amazing.
0: wheels. Like there were a row. There, there was a <laughs> row of porta potties. Like it like it was a goddamn uh Lollapalooza, right? And and then the one on the, the one that on the end so happens to still to be on wheels. He wheels it out. Roman Roman puts carpet into it, wheels this fucker out. And then tips it over. And as he as he tips it over, Corbin comes out, there's nothing on him. He's as dry as he was coming out as he was coming in. And I thought to myself, Okay, so you had Roman get dog food poured all over him like a jackass. You had him get hit in the head with a with a with a with a, a, a can of dog food as he whooped his ass uh, at TLC. So, his revenge on Corbin should be: you got some shit on me, I got. I'm finna get some literal shit on you. Corbin comes out, just dry as a bone, and then it made me think to myself. Like, but he's the heel. You should embarrass the heel, and then like I can't remember. I remember him. Some somebody saying something along the lines of like, you know, there shouldn't be shit that's kind of low brow, whatever else. I guess it was a low. I guess it was a low brow. Like in the summer 2018, just like less than. Uh, two years ago, when you had Kevin Owens come up looking blue when he's getting bullied by Braun Strowman, huh? Yeah, yeah. what in the hell
3: has WWE cared about low brow? Right.
1: Like, well, they, they are low brow. Like, yeah. they embody right. the low brow. It, it, it is professional into, wrestling. Into
3: it is professional
0: wrestling. It's not high art. It's not pop culture. It's guys pretending to beat each other up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, unless it's Kenny, you know the beautiful pro wrestling that yeah. he uh, describes.
0: Yeah, well, as he puts out passive-aggressive uh, videos against his former employer. Anyway, so they end the They basically end up brawling on top of one of the uh, uh, dugouts, and then uh, Roman ends it by spearing him on the dugout for the win. Cool. Thirty minutes. Oh, there was also a spot where during the Blair Rich stuff, where like. Uh, Corbin Goon assembled and then uh, the the bloodline came out, they started fighting um, and then it turned into a spot where they end up on the other end of the tower and I remember, I'm calling the spots like I've watched so much good Damn. wrestling I, I've watched so much good wrestling over the weekend uh, between watching four episodes of NXT, watching Stardom, watching Worlds Collide, and then getting to the first match and it's like, I'm calling the spots left and right and Jamie and and Zach and, and, and Second Josh is just like, you're ruining this for me.
1: <laughs>
0: so, I was like, once they ended up fighting by the tower and they end up on the other side of the tower and then like they're separated and like once the the other two people start fighting and they completely like lose focus and track of Corbin and Roman, and they on the other side of the tower and we don't see one of the Usos. I'm just like, and one of the other Usos on the floor fighting two on one. I'm like, okay, where is the other Uso finna come jump off of? And sure enough, five seconds later, incoming Uso. i was just like, okay, I was like WWE. Either I, like yes, they, I was gonna say either I'm, but yes, clearly I'm watching too much professional wrestling. But they're also predictable and lazy.
2: What was this feud about?
0: Oh, oh do you really want to know?
2: Yeah. Okay. Dog food or so, the big? He's calling himself the big dog, and he got upset about it
0: after they came back from um, Saudi Arabia for the Halloween show. Um, there was a meeting. And um from from Raw, there was a meeting. And uh out of that meeting, um Dave Melzer was given bad info that Seth Rollins gave some fake Raw Raw speech um to try to inspire and rally the troops. And this is at the time of Pete Rollins being WWE guy. So um Melzer got that info and ran with it. Every and then turns out it was wrong. So, from there, that leads to Seth Rollins turning heel, doing becoming a slow burn heel by being a a a bad guy that thinks he's a good guy, um, and thinks he's actually carrying Raw in the right direction by being a caricature of that that portrayal of being a fake Raw Raw guy. That's why he's the Messiah now. Um, and then on the other end, uh, you have this. This funny thing between about locker room leadership between Corbin and Roman Reigns. And what? the whole and the whole thing is about Roman thinks he's a locker room leader, he's not the locker room leader. So what is happening is the heel ends up getting assembling a squad of roster wrestlers to help fight his battle against the babyface who gets his ass whooped for months until his cousins come out of I presumably uh suspension. So, like Corbin is in theory right. Like, the people flock to him, but he's the evil asshole while Roman is the loner getting his ass whooped until his cousins come and save him. Ap- after he gets his ass whooped for months. And it's like, this is bad storytelling. Don't you realize that you're losing the total plot? If if it's about first off, who Invisible Man's zero-sum game, um, the world is bastard. <laughs> Uh, it's filled with bastard. I'm blanking on the on the analogy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's... people aren't uh, aren't candy, right? Like they don't have soft centers. Like the world is full of bastard covered bastards with bastard filling. That's this Man's worldview, and that's okay. what he's portrayed on his television for months. It's all about everybody being ruthless assholes to get to the top. And if you're a jerk, so be it. You can be the rock and and go and bully um, Kevin Kelly or. The or coach, or Michael Cole, because you're awesome, because you're a winner. That's that's Vince McMahon's worldview of what stars are. So when you have the locker room leadership, it's like, who gives a shit?
1: Right? Yeah, I don't know why any of us would care. Yes, and the roster does not care. Well, they're not involved. It's just like... <laughs> Uh,
2: I, I like how you call him Corbin goon, but he, you have his goons, and then you have like Roman's cousins, and that's everyone else doesn't care; they're just doing their own thing.
0: Right. Uh, well, I mean, that also is a subplot within um, the Survivor Series SmackDown roster between Mustafa Ali and uh, and Gable. You know, with you know him Corbin fucking with them, and then like Roman telling them. Man, stand in your, you know, like plant your feet and fight back, what f- with this with this asshole, and then like that led to you know um, Roman helping getting him eliminated in uh, Survivor Series. Like so, there's been some stuff, just not as much as you would hope for. This thing that is about like the locker room is like pe- very few people are involved. And, like, Roman's outnumbered when he's supposed to really be the actual leader without saying he's a leader, which is what's supposed to, supposed to make you like him.
2: It, it, it's, it, it's it sounds a, like yeah. one of those segments where you should have, like, you know, when they have the invasions and they have the whole roster come out mm-hmm. behind someone. This is kind of like a moment where it actually kind of makes sense to have everyone, like, interested. Because if, if the roster doesn't give a shit who the leader is, I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, maybe I'm overthinking it, but no, it just sounds... No,
0: right. you, no, they're underthinking it. They always are <laughs> underthinking it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's. I believe that's the entire Royal Rumble card.
1: Well, I'm going to dip up out of here then because uh, I did not watch Worlds
0: Collide. Dude, at this point, now that we're an hour and 40 minutes into the show, Worlds Collide doesn't have to get it another time. Like Get it like the Red Cross. Yeah, yeah. I mean because all these matches ultimately are exhibitions like the the Walter or Imperium versus Undisputed Era was awesome DIY versus Mustache Mountain was awesome the Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley match was a was a letdown and just another bland women's match um that they that could have been on TV and not actually meant for you know the level of World's Collide or Takeover um what else on there oh the the Cruiserweight 4-way was awesome as well um, and what was the other match I'm blanking on?
2: Devitt versus, um,
0: Ilya. Ilya. Yeah. A really good match. Um, is there anything you guys want to add, uh, to the, to what, to me going running down that card in super quick fashion?
2: I just think some of the matches were pretty one-sided. Like Tony Storm got stomped by Rhea. The Mustache Mountain seemed like they got kind of, It feel, it felt like DIY kind of ran it.
0: Yes, they did um and i would say that uh undisputed like they kind of had to play that game because of the alexander wolf injury
2: was that real because i was watching and i was like is he really hurt
0: i mean the way they the way they were communicating and scrambling early on i would believe that he was actually legitimately like just taken out because i mean they they threw the x up quick
2: yeah and they they were pushing bobby fish away and he was walking around but then later on all their spots were perfect yeah like, I just the error is amazing,
0: yeah <laughs> oh, I yeah. think go
3: ahead no, I was just agreeing,
0: oh yeah i think I think the thing is like eventually it got to a spot where they could figure out how to do it all on their own, but I think um with w w e if something takes forever or if something's not quick, that's how you know it's not real, gotcha like. You know, like when they do, like when they did the Becky and Oscar spot um, in their match, where like he's him and then on whether or not to stop the match because like Becky may be concussed. That's how you know it's not real. Like, like they overdo. Like there is no sense of urgency to the to the actions that happen on screen.
2: Like a Cody match, like when he was throwing up the X when he was fighting all this, and then DDP and uh, you remember that match. I don't like, remember. I don't remember. The ref and does I'm the X, like, right away, and I they don't just... Remi- well,
0: hold on. I don't remember, and I don't disagree, because so, <laughs> I don't remember, but say whatever you're going to say, and I'm just going to sit here.
2: Go ahead. Oh, that was it. it was just, I just remember that the ref immediately did the X, and then, like, we had, like, five to ten minutes of uh, shenanigans with DDP, and uh, what's the guy's name uh, that was with all this? Uh, he used Jeff to be, here? like, a terrorist. Mohamed Hassan? Yeah, like awesome. he was always being a terrorist in, in WWE. <laughs> I was to
0: say it well, was a terrorist. Like, wait, what? Oh, not in real life. You're talking about all in, right?
2: Yeah, I think it was okay. all in. Yeah. Yeah, the
0: NWA that, championship match. Yeah, yeah.
2: They did that X right away because people were talking about it from other stuff, and it was just it was kind of in poor taste a little bit, I think, because like, the X should be real. Mm. But uh, I think that's what you were talking about when it, when it's yeah. overdone. And it's like in your face.
0: I think my favorite fake X is when John Cena looked dead to the camera after Zack Ryder got his ass hurt by Kane. He looked dead to the camera, he goes, You see X <laughs> Like he he They're throwing up DX. Like like at that point in time, like I wish I could find the video of him putting the X looking dead to the camera with the X. Like he may as well have been like listening to like exhibit X and like it's <laughs> just like X <laughs> so 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 shitty um yeah I I guess that's all for the weekend um I mean I can go I can go through some stardom talk because uh Kagetsu had a retirement match on um or Sunday morning or whatever our time so uh Rich you want to throw to it
1: sure thing uh and shouts out to um the folks we ran into at the New Japan show uh that you know said they are listeners of One Nation Radio as well as Keeping It Strong style Uh, I didn't catch your names, but um, shout out to y'all. But um, I guess there's only one thing left to do. Hit the music!
0: Okay, so I end up finishing watching the end of uh, the Kirkenhall Hall show. Um, the highlights are Tam versus Kagetsu. Um, it is—I don't think I've ever described a wrestling match or a post-match thing like that. Match was great. I'd give it four flat stars, probably, and not—not nah, probably. Like, yeah, I'm I'm somewhere between four and, and four and three, four and one quarter. Uh, match ends. Tam wins. And then, you know, given the history of Tam be, used to be in Tai. they lost a faction battle where, you know, the last person to get eliminated um has to leave the faction and um Tam lost and she had to move on um in stars. Um she she after she beats her beats Kagetsu, she says, you know, I'm sorry that I you know, that I may have not um turned out the way you thought I I would, but, like, I appreciate you letting me choose my own path, and then it's actually a call back to the promo that Kagetsu gave her after she got eliminated, she said, like, you're, it's, it's up to you to choose your own path here now, like, I can't do anything for you, like, you're out the faction, I hope for the best, and, um, and she says, like, I'm glad that I, I came in as, you know, because Oedo Tyler Heels, she was the heel manager, she comes in, she's like, I'm glad that I, you know, I came in, um, I came in start stardom as, like, as his, as his, uh, as black Tam Nakano and I come out of it on the other side, um, as his baby face or whatever else. And then like a who says like, you never disappointed me. You chose the right path. There's all the emotion. It's just, it's just so, it's so, you know, beautiful and happy. Like all Tam Nakano, uh, stuff is not working out. Um, and, and, um, then there's also the Utami and Kagesu white belt match. Utami gets... She blades... <laughs> she blades in, like, the first act of the match and it turned into, like, the Cody situation where Cody got busted open against Jericho where, like, okay, one was on purpose, one was an accident, but, like, it's still the same issue of this person starts bleeding and then the match keeps going and then this person bleeds less and less and less so that you're just, like, less into it. And... From that moment on, it's just like, oh, this match has no juice in it. The crowd is dying. Oh, no. So, like, it was it was disappointing because, like, their Grand Prix match, I think I get that match four stars. I love their, uh, I, I have to go back and rewatch it, but, like, they had a kick-ass Grand Prix match, and this just didn't work. Um... And then the tag match between B. Jamie and Momo and... Not, sorry. B. Jamie and uh, Jungle and Konami, they had a kick-ass match. Um, they went shorter than I thought they were going to go, so it only reached like three and a half status, but it was really good. Um, and then we I guess we can just move on to Kagetsu's last match. It's her tagging with Mayu, Mayu Iwatani and tagging against um, former tag team partners of Jungle Kiona and Momo watanabe. They had what I think is the second best tag match I've ever seen in Stardom, um, and I'm not a person that likes their Stardom tag matches. Two-on-two tag matches, a lot of them turn into just they turn into into a mess um, because there's so much of person on the corner goes and fights the other person in the corner, like, other in other parts of the air, ringside area people are trying to wrestle in the ring, and then, like, they're constantly just running in to make saves on each other for for two counts, and it's like, okay, we get it, like, fuck off. Um, so, like, this match is awesome. Um, and at the end, um, Kigetsu gets gifts from everybody, and it's like, it's funny to see, like, that, that observer report of, like, Management or p- the wrestlers in stardom had, being at odds with Kagetsu and Hazuki's like being you know <laughs> the the thoughts of her being a taskmaster and Kagetsu being like the, the being likened to Bill fucking Watts of all people. But yeah. um, <laughs> at the end, like they all ex- give her gifts, uh, and she or before that, like she got a promo and talks about like the, you understand the reason why I had you Momo and you Jungle in this match with me and um i felt like this is time for you this is a place for you to showcase like what your value is to this company because th- you know i'm paraphrasing because like clearly things have changed or things are going to change um and it's funny because like we've had retirement things like uh Kyrie leaves for stardom jungle everybody cries jungle doesn't cry she's one of people doesn't cry uh Hazuki leaves, or Eo leaves. Jungle doesn't cry. Hazuki retires. Uh, last month, she doesn't cry. In fact, she does this weird exchange thing and whatever else. She's saying this stuff, and Jungle starts or starts tearing up. And he's like, "Wow, wow!" So at the end, everybody gives gifts. It's kind of funny because um, Queen's Quest they give Kagetsu her honorary Queen's Quest Kagetsu mask. And then Stars comes behind them, and like they have their they have an honorary Kagetsu Stars mask for her. Um, and they're like, it's total coincidence. And then, um, they end up giving the Oedo type board and sign it, and they give that to Kagetsu. And then, like, at the end, she takes all the pictures and everything, and then, like, she everybody, all the roster. They all get in the circle and they all bow to to Kagetsu as on way out and it's almost like, yo, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you know they told Melser, but that whatever that story was, that is not it. Um, like there was a love in one in in this retirement that like flat out was not in any of the other ones I saw like in a long time, uh, or since like Kyrie left, and that was like the first major defection uh, in 2017. So. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna miss her. She's an awesome wrestler. I thought she was the second best wrestler in the company. Um. She had an absolute classic with uh we could get or sorry with Mayu in um the Christmas show or Christmas Eve show. Um. Yeah, like so. I'll 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 link some of her matches um from the last year or so in the description uh for you to check out. Like she, she's she's incredible wrestler, and. That's in the her stardom. Like she has her own retirement uh, show. She's gonna do where she has a match, a retirement match with uh, Mako Satomura. I'm trying to figure out how to get a hold of that because that's gonna be a fucking banger and a war. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, man. Sounds good, man. Yeah, um, but I, I want to give a special thanks to Tom and, and Greg for, one, for coming on to the show on short notice um, to help pitch in, and then also, two, for sitting there quietly as I went through, I don't know, stardom for I don't know how long just now. Well, I don't know if that was five <laughs> minutes or 15 minutes, whatever it was, but I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Honestly, thank you for having me. This was a fantastic time.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me on. It was fun.
0: All right, so
1: that's the end of the show. Just, Be sure oh, to read oh, us. Oh. Sorry? Oh. I, so I, um, I'm gonna attempt to um, lighten up the mood. I found someone on Twitter. It was like a thread. Um, y'all think Jesus can hold Kobe? So, uh, oh no! Gotta go ahead and disappear into that. Yeah, no, oh
2: okay. no! Oh god!
1: It's never good when it starts with Twitter. I just want to know how Jesus is guarding Kobe in the Air Jerusalem ones. How, how is that?
3: <laughs>
1: so I got Kobe.
3: Please tell me this is an image thread. <laughs>
0: So on that note, that's the <laughs> end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're li- using. That's <laughs> not help me in this show at all. Okay, that's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever We're app you're using, listeners. Uh, be sure to tell the people about the Social Suplex Podcast uh, Network. Um. be sure to uh, check out our friends at powerslam.tv if you are a um, fan of independent pro wrestling and have over 5000 hours of footage from across the world just enter the code social suplex and you'll get your free month's trial um, go to pro wrestling t slash uh, social suplex and check out some of our Social Suplex Podcast Network merch um, and be able to, and also be sure to check out the other shows on, on the um, network. On Sundays, we normally have the show One Radio. On Mondays slash Tuesdays, we have Keeping a Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Every other Wednesday, we have Roman and Shit. On Thursdays, we have Get in the Ring. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening.
1: Later. You're welcome.